We're welcoming you to Prairie Dak Radio. I'm Joan Hogan, and with me is Rick Holm, our Prairie Dak. He's ready to answer any question you might have of a medical nature. Dr. Holmes' specialty is internal medicine. He's worked with the Avira Medical Group Brookings and has served as a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota Sanford School of Medicine. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Joan Holmes. You know, I always laugh when I say uh, he's ready to answer your questions of a medical nature. You're ready to answer questions of any nature, oh. knowing you, you. Sometimes these discussions get away from medicine. Okay? Oh, they do, but may, maybe mostly uh, you can relate almost any discussion to medicine. To being healthy. One way or another, you will be healthy. And today is Valentine's Day. Have you done something sweet for you, Joni? Not this Joni, that Joni? I've made a reservation for us to go out for supper tonight. Well, very good. Yes. She will enjoy that. Yes. Um, So, you know what tomorrow night's show is going to be all about? Yes, I do. It's going to be about music. I thought Bob would in particular like that uh, in as much as that he is a person who enjoys music uh, and I would ask you Bob what is your favorite kind of music I don't have one never allow yourself to be limited by the parameters that you set oh really well I mean honestly I like some symphonic music there's some beautiful opera music classical music there's some country that I like yeah, I don't really like rap music all that much but probably because I haven't listened to it all that much maybe so. the original rock and roll you love though um, yeah, well, yeah, you know, grew yeah. up with an AM radio, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. you, like you. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting on the end of the ladder, uh, scraping paint, and lis- and uh, on the top of the roof was the cheap little radio, tinny sound, uh, AM, uh, disc jockey going on and on and, and making it fun, enjoying, you know, disc jockeys made the music fun. I was a... I was a lonely, introverted farm kid, isolated, and I had an AM radio and used to put it under my pillow at night because my parents would bang on the wall and tell me to go to sleep. But you'd listen to the AM stations ghost in and ghost out, and you could imagine (laughs) what it was like, where they were coming from, you know? Oh, it was just so exciting. Yes. We primarily listened to... I I had my uncle, my uncle, a judge, actually... uh, gave me a radio, an ancient radio, a big old tube radio, and I, I put these um, L bars, kind of support things that you can make shelving with, you know, these little metal things on the side of my my uh, my uh, bed stand, and put that radio right there, and then just kind of you could fine tune, you could get KOMA or WLS um, on any uh, night, you know, just kind of just. Just fine tune it, it in, and it would there. come in and out, you know. And but um, you could listen to Dick Biondi on <laughs> WLS in Chicago, <laughs> and or you know K O M A Oklahoma City, yeah. huh? Yeah, I know. And that, and you know, those were things that we listened to on the car as we were driving around town trying to find a meaning and purpose of life and the girls besides that. <laughs> and looking for the girls. Well, you know, this uh, nostalgia makes one wonder why we're talking about music. And I think there's a good reason. And I think we should take our first break. And when we come back, you can tie in nostalgia with your program well, of music. Well, and we'd like you to call in your experiences with music or your thoughts about music or what music does for you. You don't have to ask a question. Let's hear what you think.
Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm here with Dr. Rick Holm, and we're uh, waxing nostalgic on this beautiful Valentine's Day, but also we became nostalgic when we mentioned music. Why would that be? Well, we're going to talk about music therapy, uh, and I have a guest tomorrow night, Franny um, Arneson, Arneson, who is a, a palliative care doctor who uh, whose interest is in helping people be comfortable. And so in the sense of palliative care, there's music therapy that helps in many situations. Um, I have to tell you this story. We had uh, a, I have a, a choral group that sings every Tuesday night. We, we start at eight, seven, practice for 20 minutes. It's a cappella. We don't have any accompaniment. We just do four-part harmony, which is g- generally... Uh, and stuff that older people like, so um, it's typical hymns, right? So four-part harmony hymns, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, Battle Hymn of the Republic and uh, Our Country Tis of Thee and and some a variety of different kinds of music. And um, so a, the uh, we were in a nursing home room of a demented patient. And hospice people had sent us there because this was a particularly interesting man who'd had a rich life and lots of family that was very supportive. And he was a religious man, so that the music that we usually sing would fit pretty well with him, uh, uh, as we understood. And so we went into the room. Well, he looked at me uh, with a bit of a grimace. It was like I couldn't tell whether it was a smile. His eyes were just wide, wide open. And it was, was it fear? Was it worry that I barged in on him? Uh, You know, it was one of those, oh gosh, what have we done here now? And I looked at him and I said, we'd like to sing for you. Although I knew that he hasn't talked for a very long time. And, um, you know, because of the dementia and, and so on. And and with that look in his face, I thought, well, we'll uh, uh, we'll sing one song and see what happens. Well, we sang a song and, and he settled down a little bit. And the second song we sang, he started singing with us. Huh. And I, he had not talked for a while. I, I mean, I don't know how long it's been, but I, my suspicion is he hasn't talked for a very long time. And he sang. And he sang. Oh. I can't say that he was right on the notes, but it didn't matter, you know. And it was, and it was just like, and then. He started banging the wall and rhyme with to the rhythm to the rhythm. The I mean, in rhythm with uh, with yeah. our singing, and so I mean, uh, you know, one can argue that we don't connect. Uh, that maybe we're just maybe the, r- the people that are benefiting from our singing is just the singers, you know, in those scenarios. But not, I don't think so. I think he really did, really did uh, appreciate it, and it connected with him. Which connected with me, to be honest Absolutely. with you. It was a, uh, yeah, as always, it's one of those you get more than you give. Uh, we sang again last night uh, uh, to people who, uh, in, in particular, family appreciated it. You know, just, I mean, uh, they get weepy. I get weepy when that happens, when the family starts, you know. Did and, you know, it's very meaningful to, um, to them. So... Uh, we, it, it, you know, this is, has been a fun thing for us, 
And in particular, when you see young people who've never seen dying people before, don't know what a nursing home is all about, or haven't realized that at the end of our lives, oftentimes this is what happens. Um, I think it's a it's it's an eye-opening experience. Uh, certainly, uh, we appreciate the nursing homes and the people that work there and, and uh, care for those people. Well, and the health benefits of music are what you're going to discuss tomorrow night on mm -hmm. your TV program at 7 o'clock on South Dakota Public Television. Yes. But the health benefits of music, and you just experienced one. You've experienced it often. But I think uh, music can be very healthy, not at the end of your life, but anywhere during your life. Well, throughout your life. Think yes. about how much we enjoy music. So I, I was talking to Ginny uh, Flute, who is, works as a waitress at Cook's Kitchen, and sa I'm talking about the fact we're going to discuss music, and and uh, and she said, uh, "My husband really loves music. I I like some music, I but I really sometimes like quiet, which is true too. You know, there's a, there's something about quiet." And then she said, and I don't like polka. <laughs> <laughs> no polka. No polka. That's like <clears> our, <throat> when one of our daughter got married, she said, Mom, you just have to promise me, no matter no what, how much people <laughs> beg, no chicken dance and no polka. No chicken dance. No chicken dance, no <laughs> polka. I said, are you sure? Yeah, polka's fun. Not for me, Mom. There will not no. be polka. Uh, if they beg for it, tell them no, no, no. no. My oh, wife okay. loves it. To dance I think polka is just fun. You know, it's just lively and fun. Well, she you can it can bring on a heart attack if you, you don't watch what you're doing because it can exhaust <laughs> it can really you dancing go around to the town. Floor. Yeah. Well, if Joni enjoys it, she's been dragging you around the dance she floor whenever polka's out. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. So there are really benefits to music. I hope people <coughs> will enjoy the program tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they will. And this uh, Francine or Franny Arneson works with if it's palliative medicine then she's working with people at the end of their lives right she is you know okay. and yes that's what her job is you know um we we have not traditionally done very well in this part of healthcare. um i just uh was asked to to speak um uh, to the honor an honors class group um dan brown uh, brown asked me to uh, uh dan hansen asked me to present to his group uh an honors group and uh, they were reviewing Atul Gawande's book, Being Mortal. And I had read it, uh, in particular because uh, my, the book I'm trying to write, and I'm getting close to the end, uh, the book that I'm trying to write is similar to that. It talks about living well, uh, preventing uh, illnesses, uh, and, uh, and then uh, how to be mortal, to approach mortality, uh, with a reasonable eye, and uh, I would criticize Atul Gawande's uh, book. He was angry. If you, I re read it again for this class. He's angry about his father's death. He's angry about the the um, that uh, getting old is an unrelenting march to death. I mean, he 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 does not speak kindly about nursing homes, even though he tries to when he talks about the the Eden. Uh, uh, what is it called? The Eden method of nursing homes, where you have daycare center in the same building and you have animals and uh, which is a nice concept. Which is a nice concept. Yeah. Um, and they've done that at the ULC for a long time, although they've kind of gone away from it a little. And um, my, my the point I'm making is is 
uh, he's angry about growing old. He's angry about his father's death. Uh, and he doesn't leave a person a lot of hope. And he's, a, he's a young surgeon uh, and hasn't worked in the field of geriatrics uh, his whole life. And uh, I, if you look at the story of his father's dying, of course, he didn't live forever, but he lived, you know, mid-70s. And then he had a, 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 he was alert his last day. And he looked at pictures of his grandchildren and smiled at his son and talked about them and then slipped away the next day. So that was I, a good life. That's a good, you yeah. got to think about it, how, how it, it, he wasn't in a lot of pain. So um, I'm thinking that um, uh, we need to look at how we die or how we grow old. And, uh, you know, uh, there's all this fear that we have built up in our life. A lot of it is fear of death that we need to get past. Uh, and music is one of the ways you do that, actually, I think. Um, and and uh, the other thing about Atul Gawande's book, he, d- he really didn't speak about spirituality. Um, and well, if he's uh, lacking spirituality, he f- definitely will fear death. I don't know how anyone could approach death positively unless there was a spiritual side to their life. Whatever well, it, that may be. But it gives a huge yes. depth to anybody's yes. life. It gives meaning. It gives you a sense of connectedness. And, uh, you know, he's t- he talked about a sense of connectedness, but uh, not in any, in uh, any spiritual, spiritual way, way no. actually. Huh. Well, you're not exactly advising that book. No, I, I, I love that book. I wait for yours to come out. I will. <laughs> yours will be much more positive. Oh, yes. It will it be will such be. a better g- book it than Otto Gawani's book. You just yes. have to find that but, uh, <clears throat> agent and get get it published and we're all looking forward to reading it. Yes, I hope so. Well, we're due to take our second break. We will do so if you have any comments, not necessarily questions, but comments about how music may have enhanced your health. Why don't you give us a call at 692-1430. We'll be back right after these words. Welcome back to Prairie Deck Radio. Joan Hogan here with Dr. Rick Holm and we are waxing philosophical philosophical about uh, life and death and music maybe all of them yeah live your good life you know forward to a good death yes i i I wrote an essay about uh my dear friend dave dodson who died of pancreatic cancer about a year before i developed pancreatic cancer (laughs) and one of the things i really understood by watching him through this how courageous that man was, how he faced it with with tremendous courage and strength of character. And, uh, and he gathered the happiness that he could. Uh, and uh, people loved him. And his daughters were surrounding him with support uh, as he went through this whole process. Uh, and Atul Gawande defi- tried to define courage by going to uh, a writing by Plato, where Plato talked, spoke, uh, uh, Plato was t- talking about Socrates. So Socrates was, didn't write it. Plato wrote it about Socrates. That's how Plato uh, had a lot of those Greek writings were. And they were trying to figure out what courage is. And courage shouldn't be just unknowing you know, you're going to uh, go into battle. You don't know what you're doing. You don't care about it. You're not worried about it. You're just going to battle away. Uh, the generals that Socrates were talking about in Plato's writing 
uh, and um, all said, well, no, it's got to be with knowledge. Knowledge, uh, courage is uh, going forward in action uh, with the knowledge of what we have, of the fear that we have, and of the potential benefits uh, and the hope that we have. It, uh, and so you've got to have the knowledge of fear and hope to be able to go forward. And to actually be courageous. Yeah, to be courageous. If you just blindly go without thinking, yep. that isn't really courage. That might be considered stupidity. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> might be. True stupidity. <laughs> yes. Knowledge has got to be a part of it. And right. uh, and uh, and the ending of the d whole discussion was knowledge is a part of it, but action is where the rubber meets the road. You've got the action, uh, and then you bring it to uh, f true fruition. That's true courage. So I was thinking about Dave Dodson when I read that part of Atul Gawande's book again and thinking about facing uh, uh, our own mortality, our own uh, aging process. Um, and, uh, but then we go back to music. And uh, you don't have to have a lot of courage to listen to music. You can just savor music without worrying about it. You know, that's one of those things that, are, that, are, that uh, helps me enjoy every moment. Absolutely. I was Good listening point. to d skaters last night, for example. Skaters? What is that? In in the Olympic. Uh, oh, the skaters! I'm sorry. I thought it was a type of music. Yeah. Yes, we've we've all been taken with the Olympics. And what did you think of uh, the Tomato Head? What's his name? The, uh, oh my goodness, the board, the board. Or did oh, you the watch him? Oh my gosh, wasn't that exciting? And you know what? His father said, "I've never seen him cry." He wept. He was he so thrilled to have gotten that gold after all the travesty he's been through. Well, he's really, his, his, his face, face is all cut up, you know. Yeah, just, and he <laughs> but just there's courage. wept. There was courage. There's courage. He knew what he had to do. <clears throat> and he did it. But you heard the music with the skaters and the music. Oh, the music. And, you know. They uh, choose great music. Well, really oftentimes do. they'll do old classics. You know, the yes. Russians do the old classics. But uh, 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 the, the French couple at that uh, that uh, skated. Uh, I loved their music, and there was a Italian group that uh, that danced or that. Uh, and I loved their music too. Some of them used uh, the Beatles. Oh and, yeah. yeah, and the Chinese and did the Beatles. I, right. um, or it was, was no, it was North Koreans that did the Beatles. Yeah. Wasn't that, that was, great? That was cool. We are yeah. unified with music. That's another thing that we can talk about. It brings. Look how it. You felt. I felt. Uh, a love for those North Koreans, not the group that I would usually think that I was going to feel no, love because for. Because they used the Beatles so, the music. The wonderful beautiful, uh, Beatles yeah. music. Yeah. It, yeah. It was fun. Something. Well, and that, uh, the Olympics really is unifying. It truly yes, is. It It'd is. Be, everyone is wondering what will happen with Korea after this. Of course, they have the craziest man in the world in North Korea, so who knows? But it would be Great an awesome beginning. It would be. Yes, well, it you would. know, we're uh, due to take our final break. We will be back, and we did have a medical question come in, not related to death, and oh. we'll take care of that right after these words. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Happy to have you listening today. Dr. Holm is here. We've been talking quite a bit about the study of the health benefits of music and of also when you think of music you think of palliative care and music at the end of life and your singing group certainly supports that but while we were doing that we did have a question coming in about a medical topic that is not tied to okay. music yeah. it's discussing a hernia something very simple you hear about hernias all the time 
But if you're disgusted with a hernia, is if you're diagnosed, not disgust, disgust, dis- disgusted with the disgusted hernia. with the hernia or diagnosed with it, is surgery your only option? That's the question. Right, and uh, it depends upon whether you should have surgery or not. Uh, uh, depends upon uh, whether you're having symptoms or not. If you're not having symptoms, then leave it alone. You mean you can have a hernia and just live with it? Well, the uh, the majority of hernias that I see are what is called diastasis recti. Have you ever heard of that word? Oh, probably not. How about you, Bob? You ever heard of diastasis recti? I don't like the sounds of that. It doesn't sound good to me either. Okay, tell us about that. Well, it is where people's abdominal wall have been uh, so relaxed. I see it in people who are a little bit overweight oftentimes or people who've had abdominal surgery. And when they're trying to do a sit-up, the the middle portion of their abdomen just herniates out. It's just the whole abdominal wall is, is herniated. In other words, uh, the muscles aren't holding in the guts much, and the guts kind of, it, it, it isn't that they're outside the, abdom- the, bo- the body, but the abdominal wall isn't holding them back. And um, uh, you'll, uh, that's a real deal. Uh, and I don't uh, recommend uh, treating that surgically except in rare instances. Uh, you'll see people with great big abdominal wall hernias from previous surgeries, and you just leave them alone unless it hurts them. Uh, I've had both inguinal hernias repaired. Thank you, Earl, for the inherited problem of an inguinal hernia, which is along the line of the groin from the, from the front of the hip down to the symphysis pubis bone, there is um, a line of ligament, and above that line is where the hernias uh, commonly occur. And it is um, where the abdominal fascia, uh, are, are particularly weak because you have a hole on the back side of the inner inside fascia. There's a hole there to let the sperm cord and or other cords in a woman, um, uh, the s- spermatic cord to go through that hole and then shifted downwards further down the line is a, a hole in the front fascia to allow that sperm uh, uh, cord through. Uh, so that, you know, you can connect uh, your uh, testicles with uh, the outside world. And uh, it goes through this canal. Uh, And the abdominal wall uh, has two holes, but they're shifted uh, away from each other. But sometimes they're not, they're genetically too close, or sometimes one is enlarged. And sometimes um, the, the sac that holds all of the guts and everything within the peritoneum, the, abdo- the peritoneal sac, the abdominal sac, tra- travels through that hole, down the canal, out the second hole, and then you have this bulge in your wall. And if it gets caught, then you, you can get into trouble. I left my first one until it started getting caught in there. And, I could, uh, and then I'd lay on my back, relax, push it in, and then the, the gut sac would fall back into the abdominal wall uh, out of its uh, that Did sac. doctor heal thyself? Uh, and I waited until the <laughs> symptoms were bad enough, and then I said, Dr. Van Gopal, would you fix this? And indeed he did. And then um, years later, the left side, uh, the same, same thing, same thing oh. happened, and I waited. And then there was one day where I couldn't get it back in you know it was caught and it and that's a risky situation finally it fell in but it took a while 
and then I'd ask Dr. Chan Park to he'll fix that one, and he did that one. Um, and so, uh, and you get to thank your dad, Earl. Yeah, Earl. Thank you, Earl, for my hernias. Because for your that's hernias, because they can be inherited. That's an inherited right. deal. Okay, yeah. so not all hernias then are, require surgery, no, right? No, not until you start having symptoms, really. If they start getting to where they're painful, okay. then you need to talk Is to the doctor. Is this why when you see um, people that are uh, working and carrying a heavy load, they wear a belt or something around themselves? Is no, that so to hold in a hernia or is that to well, prevent that a hernia? Well, that can be. You know, it can or be. prevent it a hernia. It used to be we would wrap things around our groins and put... Uh, uh, pockets of uh, pressure to push keep the, the thing from popping out and there are belts that you used to be able to get in the Sears Roebuck catalog well they disappeared the Sears Roebuck uh, catalog disappeared too but <laughs> you know hernia belts are few and far between so if it isn't a hernia belt what is the belt that they wear Mo they're mostly lifting for back. things mostly to protect their back, back. Yes. that's why they're doing it uh, I commonly they'll get those big old belts because uh, they'll they'll protect their back or it protects them from being hurt when they're lifting. But you know, usually, I discourage belts like that because it makes abdominal walls weaker, it makes the back muscles weaker, uh, and dependent on those braces. And they're not they're not building muscle. Instead, no, they're building on. They're, they're letting the muscles get soft. Oh. Here, so I thought they'd be really beneficial. No, they're not, not beneficial. Huh? They've not been shown to be beneficial. They do help a back pain, acute back pain that's in spasm. It takes the pressure off those back muscles. But yeah. in that, uh, but it should only be temporary. Well, good to know because I have seen those and I've seen men wearing it. It's usually yeah. men that wear them because they're doing the heavy lifting mm -hmm. anyways. Well, girdles. Yeah. You know, girdles yeah. is the same Well, thing. that's true. That's and we true. can talk about that. Well, You've never we worn won't, a girdle? but fortunately, fortunately, we're out of time. <laughs> out of time. We won't get into my use of girdles. Saved, Saved by, by the, the bell. bell. And we hope all of you have enjoyed our Prairie Doc <laughs> radio program. And we'll listen again for Prairie Doc, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Thanks so much, Dr. Holm. You'll be on tomorrow night with the health benefits of medicine on South of Dakota Public Television. Yeah, health benefits of music. Of music, not medicine. Well, yeah. of music. And thank you, Joan, and thank you, Bob. And sing a little tune today and watch us tomorrow night. It should be a fun, enjoyable, and interesting show. And call in your experience with music. We'd love to hear it tomorrow night.